0: Hey there! Just a heads up, this episode does mention the existence of sex, so you may want to listen on headphones or away from little ears. Happy listening! Hi, I'm Lacey.
1: And I'm Kippen. We're two friends who love to get lost inside a great story. And we're welcoming you to our own little book club. This is One Page More, a podcast.
0: Lacey, have you ever heard of this new tiny niche show called bridgerton <laughs> well i have only seen maybe a
1: dozen reels and 200 comments slash recommendations
0: so <laughs> i okay this our is... mutual friend molly i got her to watch it and she's like thanks for recommending this show i love it i'm like <laughs> girl you would have seen it honey don't worry about that
1: listen so this is i feel like exactly like are one of our favorite kinds of shows. Like, I love a good period piece. Oh,
0: I am in the center of the Venn diagram. Yeah. I read a thing the other day, and it was on Twitter, but I think it's legit. This is the most streamed thing that Netflix has ever made. Ever, it's the most popular thing they've ever created. You're lying. It's crazy. That you know? Do
1: you? So, this is actually something that kind of shocks me, but. <laughs> Um, because even my mother was trying to watch it now she ended up giving up <laughs> partway through she was like okay there's just there's too much going on but you know I was like okay like this is like I've always loved you know things like Little Women and mm-hmm. uh, Emma and like Pride and Prejudice anything of that genre and like so I guess maybe you're right it's just like kind of drawing in
0: everybody very interesting. <gasps> Yeah, I think that on the surface it looks like one thing, but then there's like this very campy element to mm-hmm. it that makes it just so easy to watch. Like, there's none of the stuffiness of like you and I love like Jane Austen and um, Front. the like Wuthering Heights and all, the Bronte sisters, but a lot of people it's like boring and this is everything but boring.
1: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> a
0: little. A little too scandalous sometimes, (laughs) if you ask me.
1: So with that, we we gotta rate it. What's what's your stars? Come on, this is a five star experience, (laughs) y'all. I think I'm I'm between a four and a half and a five, and I really really liked it. There was just a two or three things that I I'll be really picky about that I was kind of like, oh come on. But okay, I you know what? Maybe I should just give it five stars because I've got to be honest. I watched it in one weekend, and I have three kids that I have to like watch after, (laughs) and we also were doing a ton of crap that day. But I, or during one of those days, right? So yeah. So I guess ultimately,
0: maybe it's it's worthy of the five stars. I believe. Well, and you know that I was a total zombie like the next day because I I got through. I realized there's only one episode left, and I was like, I gotta just push through. The thing is, with my star rating, I'm a lot more critical of my books than I am of my trash TV like (laughs) I would definitely put this in the trash TV soap opera type show and just like bingeable so fun to watch so entertaining there's a few things I didn't like about it either but would I 100% recommend this and 100% watch it even again yes
1: and that's very true I told you the other day I rewatched the final episode
0: so (laughs) yep all right all right um, y'all just so we know just so we can put it out there this is our first episode on a television series it is based on the bridgerton books which i didn't even know existed to be honest with you so i'm just like a poser um and after watching this i don't know that i'll i'll read it i'm kind of like on the fence i think that the show is going to be enough for me what about you well, I've got to be honest, I'm on a 20-week wait hold
1: on my <laughs> local library, so, uh-huh. so I think me and many others are very intrigued. I feel, so you sent me an excerpt that I certainly was like, um, okay, that did not really fit with what I normally like, but I'm like, okay, I just want to give it a
0: try, and if it's terrible, then, you know, I've seen the show, and the show was yeah. great, so whatever. I've heard it's great, though. I've, re- I've heard it's awesome so I mean if I'm just like you know it, it's it's lower on my list since I just spoiled the whole you know first plot line right. for myself.
1: Well like I said there's a 20 week wait so you can do it now and in six months time <laughs> once it's out of your memory then maybe you can go in and pick it up. That's, that's what I'm figuring is probably going to happen because I doubt that I will receive it for the next
0: several months. Okay. All okay. right. Well let's dive in because there's like as you said there's eight hours of footage or coverage and we're probably going to talk for another 30 minutes so (laughs) um do you feel like there was any breakout stars like who's your favorite oh well probably just the
1: duke and this is uh, we talked about this a little bit on um over text and i feel like it's worthy of saying it now he was the most handsome of all the cast, oh, including yeah. the women. And they, they nobody, there's no one ugly in this show. Nobody. Everybody no. was. They're all beautiful. But I guess I was thinking, um, what is the girl with the insanely huge eyebrows? I feel like maybe she's a model. Cara. Cara Delevingne. Right. You know, like her kind of like striking beauty. I kind of was yeah. like waiting for, like, Daphne, I thought, like, oh, like, she would have been the perfect kind of, like, the super striking. But Daphne was very, like, you know, all-American beautiful. The Duke was maybe, he maybe had the most intriguing character, performed at the best, and, like I said, most handsome. So, I would say in my book, he's kind of winning it all. What, anybody that really stuck out to you?
0: Uh, loved the Duke. Feel like if they have not cast the next James Bond You got your boy, okay? (laughs) Maybe he's not really British. I don't know, but he would be amazing in that role. Um, Had, like, uh, yeah, he was just, everyone else was kind of girl next door, boy next door, cute. And he was, like, straight up hunk. And he was a good actor. I liked him. I mean, he needed a lot of therapy. But I (laughs) I did like him. I, Daphne really grew on me as the series went on and she got a little bit more gumption and I also just felt for her because I at first we talked about how and Daphne is the oldest sister in the Bridgerton family there's eight siblings but there's like three brothers ahead of her but she's the first one to get married and at first, I was like, okay, her character's super thin. Like, she's kind of boring. I'm not loving her. I don't get why she's it, they, perfection. My first note on her was basically that we
1: knew nothing about her. Yeah. They, they, until, maybe you're right, maybe around, like, the fifth episode, we finally got a little bit more of, like, we understood her more. But they kept <laughs> it so bare minimum. It was like, here's this born bland character who is very um beautiful who was well received by society and who's super naive. And like, that was it. Yeah. And so I was definitely like, Oh my gosh, like I could have never read a book if she was like the only, you know what I mean? Like intriguing mm-hmm. quotations, intriguing character. Cause she just. Was... Right.
0: So my other favorite is probably Penelope and Marina. Marina I kind of like was not loving her personality, but that she had so much personality that i was into it does that make sense yes
1: uh, do we want to talk about marina right now because i've got a major
0: i let's get there in a minute i guess what i would say is if daphne is bland and dull marina is like bursting with yes character development so that was like i mean i know that they can do it so obviously they were doing that with daphne for a reason that's what it felt like let's talk about the duke and daphne first though so they kind of have this ruse where they're gonna pretend like they're dating but they're courting, i should say but they're not really and it's to make sure that daphne can have her pick of who to marry who to marry and secretly the duke has vowed to never marry and to never have children um and i mean y'all can go watch the show for the plot but let's just get down to the dirty details here uh what did you think? Like did you like that whole arc?
1: Okay. Did I me personally? No. Only because I feel like this is how often have we read books or seen shows where it's like two beautiful, very attractive people, they're not gonna <laughs> like one another. They're gonna pretend like they like one another. Everyone's gonna believe it. Suddenly they're in love. You know, I was like, okay, whatever. Just I could have I could have totally done without that whole first maybe like two episodes. You know, I would have just been fine. Like, I didn't care that the queen really liked her. I didn't really care about. You know, like I'm a type of person. I'm all about the building of the romance, and that was just such like a like I just was not invested in their quote friendship because I was just like, yeah, right. Just come on, fall in love. Let's see it. (laughs) So I know. Did you
0: like? Am I watching this? Uh, I totally agree with you. I mean, we all like it was so predictable. I still enjoyed watching it. But that part was, it was boring. Like,
1: I I would just say like romance of couples normally. So I was just kind of like, oh, it's just, it is something we have seen so many times. That's where i was just kind of like it is, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I mean, I guess. It's probably tried and true because other people love it. Maybe, you know, we're in like rare exception of people, but of course. So what ended up happening was they actually both kind of felt for one another. And of course, the main holdup here was the Duke. So the Duke, it kind of went in a little bit of his backstory where his father was, um, basically really really pressuring his mom the duchess to have yes so the duchess you know goes 10 years and she's not able to have a child she finally has simon aka the duke and the father's just like super MIA. he really just wanted to continue the line he mentions you know how they really need this child and later on he kind of calls him a dunce because he has a speech impediment and has nothing to do with him
0: oh and it's like super abusive and terrible just
1: super absentee rich
0: father worried about the prestige and not worried about the child and now that i think about it i actually think it would be more interesting if they had kind of made the flirtation stronger earlier and you saw more of their i mean you do see their relationship but they really played that up and then had him like ghost her (laughs) right i think that would have been maybe a little bit more satisfying to me as he like suddenly realizes oh crap I, I've gone too far. I don't know. Yeah. I mean so
1: right so he's you know obviously got this. Because
0: after they get married that's actually pretty interesting to me. I, okay well
1: don't worry <laughs> let's for sure get to this point because yeah they end up falling in love can't really do anything about it at one point they're out in a garden at the middle of the night together um, and at one point he protects her honor whenever another man's trying to uh, sexually assault her and another, and a separate time they're outside and basically her brother comes outside, the eldest brother, the Viscount um, challenges him to a duel they end up <laughs> the duel scene, I've got to talk about this there's like, she's looking insanely beautiful, she's not riding side saddle, she's riding the horse like a regular old, what do you, can you think what you call an uh, Equestrian she has an insanely gorgeous like beautiful light blue velvet cape that is perfectly placed upon her head you know it's not like whipped back like, it's whipped. I just was like oh my gosh she's racing she's gonna go stop and all of a sudden <laughs> she ends up getting shot so we believe I just I will say that literally I truly busted out laughing I'm like the freaking like I cannot stand it <laughs>
0: The whole thing is just so like it's just fantasy. It's just pure fantasy. That was at least
1: funny fantasy. Also, I would say that was that yes. was something that I would really appreciate. I'm like, okay, if you can't make it believable, at least make it hilarious.
0: Right. Well, uh, talking about hilarious, how about after they get married? Okay, there's a lot of um, of uh, fiery scenes in a certain episode. I think it's episode five. It's their whole honeymoon period. I laughed so hard throughout that episode there is a part where they're like uh, out in the lawn broad daylight rolling around in the sheets and you just see the counts like perfect booty up in the air and i'm losing like,
1: it maybe maybe they forgot that the scene before that they had just shown us all of their um what am I trying to say? They're uh, footmen. You know, they're, they're ladies-in-waiting. <laughs> all of the little, like, people. So I, all I could think of while I all. Like, where are these people? All over the place. Is, are they putting on a yeah, show? They don't is care. everyone just enjoying the show? And they're just like, okay, we're married. Who cares? I, I, I know. Up. There's a lot of
0: that. <laughs> but I think that's when I started to like Daphne because I believe I, I really bought into the fact that she was just super naive and she is just like kind of a sweet girl who wants to do the right thing and she's so young she's like 18 years old so that's when I started to like her also she kind of has to stand up when she realizes that the Duke kind of lied to her and told her that he could not have children but really he's just been refusing to have children with her uh, through certain means, and she just has no idea because she doesn't know about the birds so, and the bees. Can you and... believe
1: that? So, this is the kind of stuff that I can believe that what I threw can me off it. was more that they hadn't had conversations where. She knew nothing pretty much of this man's life. When he when they got married, she kind of learned, you know, like that her mom or about his mama whenever she died. And she had no clue that he hadn't spent his childhood there with his father. She had no idea of any level of trauma. She thought everything was just a like totally hunky dory. And that's what I kind of was like, I mean, these people, I understand that maybe you wouldn't know everything, but to know nothing and
0: that's I think it makes sense crazy. in the I think it makes sense in the period. It doesn't totally track with the show because the whole like, whole undercurrent of this show is that there is a gossip girl type character who is writing this like weekly bulletin. Her name is Mrs. Whistledon or Lady what Whistledon. Is it? Whistledon. Or whistledown or, or whatever her name is. Yeah, anyway, I don't how they said it but anyway she's like spilling the tea throughout this whole thing and like everyone's trying to figure out who it is and um make sure that she's writing things that are good about them so because there's so much gossip in the show there's absolutely no way that lots and lots of people did not know that he was damaged right. goods his brother her brother knew and so you would think that her mother who yeah i mean back then lots of people were like raised by their nanny or whatever but they're a very close family i think they would have known that maybe he wasn't the person like i just don't think his reputation would be as sterling and i think a lot of people would
1: know about how which i'm assuming is like a uh, charlatan kind of right you know he's not the best but right i thought the same thing where i'm like like surely somebody's talking where they're not seeing him at their home ever or you know if he's always
0: that said um, a duke a duke is like right below being a prince so maybe it's just like back then he would have been like a billionaire so it just doesn't matter like the class and everything kind of it just kind of smooths everything out um but i did like their I like I like their story better after they got oh, married. Sure. I related to her being so 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 angry at him for being a big fat liar, and um, yeah, like, and I I also just like really started to dislike him more because he was being so pigheaded about the whole thing, and he didn't seem to understand why what he did was so mm. bad
1: and this is only three weeks into the marriage that's what kind of got to me is i'm like wow it right. like really took hardly any time at all for it to just suddenly like you know the change mm-hmm. so i was really i made so many notes and basically over and over i kept writing why will they not talk why will they not communicate about this what <laughs> is it and this has been yep. and this is another i mean this is one of those things that drives me absolutely crazy when i think look at something like outlander or normal people like it's not just bridgerton but i'm like just have a conversation people if you are going to be married to this person especially back then for forever or till one of y'all dies you know how hard is it to just be like you know what i was very seriously hurt as a child and i'm going to tell you why and this is why i don't want to have kids i don't understand this like i'm never gonna communicate we're just gonna you know live this way forever and you're not gonna know why
0: That's very, very true, but since he is a man and also a man in Regency England, it's obviously, like, it's not that unbelievable that they wouldn't be able to talk. Like, there are no therapists, there are no, uh, there's only toxic masculinity, and that's just how how it's gotta be. Yes. This is the last thing that I didn't totally buy about their story, the Basically, Daphne um, forces him to uh, consummate their relationship in a different way, and she might be pregnant, and he is so insanely pissed about this um, that he goes, okay, if you're pregnant, then I'll stand by you, but we won't have a very happy relationship. If you're not pregnant, then we're going to live as separate people. Obviously, you can't get divorced, but you're, you're not living in my house anymore, and it's going to be like, we're not married.
1: That drove me crazy, um, because both of them which, really, supposedly, yeah. cared for one another. So, I was thinking, like, oh, yeah. what is going on here? It came out of total left field. I did not like it, and I did not find it to be super believable. Maybe I am, you know, yeah. maybe other people differ, but
0: I was like, And on. it was just so, it was kind of skimmed over. She had another... Um, marriage proposal earlier from this like adorable, perfect prince that I kept thinking was gonna be like Prince Hans and like what? turn around and be evil, but he was actually just like the good guy. I'm like, but you him. Step one, you should have moved to Prussia. Like, should have taken him up on his offer, but you were clouded by your own horniness I guess like that's the only way to put it
1: so yeah they and basically we, she finds out she's not pregnant but I, what happens somehow they wrap it up and they make it they like agree to
0: they have one last that's... ball together and then they have to dance during the ball and then all of a sudden he has like this moment where he just awakens to the fact that he loves her too much and then he just decides to Stay and not only and stay with
1: her, God, but with her. That he was like, literally we're going to leave her for five minutes before we. the very end we see her. You know, she's just giving birth to their little son and they, they seem happy. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah.
0: I was like, oh, <laughs> That was a quick turnaround okay. 10 minutes, That's...
1: but here and there.
0: Yes. Yes. I loved it. And honestly, like sometimes that is how it is in marriage when you are just like, So, so, so stubborn about something. And then you finally just like let it go and then you're happy again. So, (laughs) not maybe to this extent, but yeah, you know, I I believe they can be happy and hopefully they can have a non toxic relationship that he needs and she deserves. Yeah. So, other Bridgerton siblings.
1: This was so obnoxious to me. There's Anthony, uh, Benedict, Colin, Daphne, Eloise, Fran, maybe, who's. Uh, f- George, uh, Francesca not Francesca, Felicity, Felicity. George, and Hyacinth. Is that her name? Actually, I Austin. think it's Gregory. But anyway, and Hi- they're all and Hyacinth. I was like, so obnoxious. I was
0: like I hate this family. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of Miss uh, Lady Whistledown kind of roast them for it in the beginning. Oh, so it. Was worth it.
1: Anthony <laughs> is the eldest. He's the Viscount. He's having a. I don't even know what, he just has like a lady on the side, a what, opera singer that he cannot have a like, he's got a serious relationship with her but he can never have like a marriage with her. And so he's just, it sounds like he's been continuing this for a, you know, a lengthy period of time, a couple years.
0: Yeah. Anthony to me was um, it, most my type. I thought he was the most handsome. Like, obviously the Duke looks like a model, but who would I be attracted to? And he was Probably a of all the brothers. also. Um, yes, for sure. I saw a tweet that was like, oh, uh, Colin looks like all the Jonas Brothers put together. I'm like, yes! <laughs> it's true! <laughs> he, he was a cutie pie, too. Benedict is the one that I was like, not for me. Um, But Anthony... I, this is the plot line that i just didn't give a crap about even though like it was trite to see the duke and daphne i was still invested this one i was like oh come on stopping a jerk well, and just like it's always let's hard make
1: to fun. feel sorry for somebody that puts themselves in a situation where you're like look you are a super wealthy head of the family you you do know what your expectations are like you you are supposed to get married to a lady you know you can't you unless you just want to or just don't care about your family and which he does very much so like he can't just marry just some anybody so was kind of like uh and i really like the very end where basically she was like let me go because you don't like me for who i am and i was like yes
0: girl that's right (laughs) yeah i had to respect the opera singer like she tried her very best and i i understood why she kept going back to him but i do think that she tried her best to like move on and take care of herself that
1: ended up nicely so what about do you want to jump to Penelope your face.
0: yeah you've got this whole other family called the Featheringtons who are super tacky Um, Penelope is the youngest sister she's like chubby and shy and has a crush on Colin Bridgerton and she's also best friends with Eloise Bridgerton
1: And she Um, also was like she was the most intelligent her sisters are like the evil stepsisters like not evil but you know like yeah they're just 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 stupid they're like the ella enchanted stepsisters you know i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) just not maybe not quite all there kind of thing and then she's obviously very intelligent she's kind of embarrassed really easily by like the stupid things they do her mama is truly Mm -hmm. the wow my gosh they really did lean into this now i'm thinking like she's the wicked stepmother like wow they
0: they went oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) well and she's just desperately trying to marry them all off and then they have a cousin that comes to stay with them who is from the country but is like a second cousin they've never met and turns out it's this beautiful girl named marina who's also insanely headstrong and since she's like new on the scene everybody is all over her then it turns out she's pregnant she had gotten pregnant by her boyfriend who's now often at war and so their whole story is like you know them try lady featherington trying to marry her off to an old rich dude before she starts showing and marina trying to look out for her best interests is like, well, I'm going to try and hook somebody who is young, better looking, and will take care of me and my child. And so she kind of zeroes in on Colin Bridgerton, who Penelope has a crush on, and she, like, cannot stand this idea because she's trying to be a friend to marina but she also loves colin so she's trying to that take t-
1: care of. i'm that. sorry that was literally one of the most relatable things where i'm where she was like oh like i really love you cousin and i want to be a good friend to you but also you're not having my man so bye.
0: yeah she really tried every way she could think of <laughs> until finally she had to play a little dirty and I don't blame her, honestly. So,
1: we find out pretty early on that the um, Lord Featherton has actually gambled all their money away. And so, the mama is even more desperate where she's like, okay, we are going to be impoverished. My daughters are, like, nobody's seeking after them. So, yeah, that whole thing was really going on. And it was it was such a low blow. So believable whenever she wrote um, the letter. She wrote the letter to Marina and whenever she was giving her the basically like okay I've got to dash all of this girl's hopes and dreams right now It's like I'm George and I don't love you I don't
0: love our baby find somebody else she tricks. Gap, she tricks Marina as an aside money in these kind of books one obviously it's in pounds so I'm already a dum-dum because I'm American. I, it just like I have no point of reference for how much money is what, and like how much money these people are actually worth. It just seems like Monopoly money. I'm like, okay, if he has gambled away every single thing, like I know that there's credit, but how do they still have the lifestyle they have? How do they mm-hmm. still have the staff? Like, if the girls don't have a dowry, I, I, then what <laughs> what money do they have right. at this point? I know. It, it doesn't make sense to me, but I, I, I should probably do some research on my own to be well, better I informed.
1: Like probably something that they didn't even care to, you know what I mean, like fill in. I was like,
0: yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, this yeah. is believable. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we'll just
1: say these super yep. rich people, they've got all these extra special things, but whatever. <laughs> they're, they're poor.
0: Right. So, what did you think of Marina's character? Okay,
1: just like you said, Marina was basically everything that I wanted Daphne to be. She, she <laughs> had, she was so yeah. headstrong. Now, I will say I found myself almost yelling at the TV where I'm like, no, I don't want you to marry a 65 year old decrepit, nasty man with big teeth. However,
0: don't be so rude. Not
1: even don't be so rude, but I was like, honey, look at your future. What do you think you're going to have? Yes. The the lady can't stand you. She's not going out of her way to like, or Lady Featherington, to set you up with somebody nice you do need to go ahead and have a very quick, you know, marriage so people will kind of like, okay, like she has got pregnant right away, I guess. And also, she needed somebody a little bit, I thought, maybe a little bit dense that wouldn't be like, okay, we got married six months ago yet now here, you know, I'm like, come on, like she said, Mm -hmm. you need somebody that's going to give you the pass for the baby because they just need air. So, it was just hard for me to sometimes to see what I know she wanted the love, but I'm like, uh girl you are you're gonna be yeah i don't know, out on the street before long
0: i liked that they gave her some gumption but yeah sometimes you wanted to like shake her a little bit especially when she was just being really selfish and but you're like huh what would i do in your shoes i just don't know she eventually she tries to uh kill herself or abort her baby at some I, point i don't know what you're yes, trying she to do was. but she, she fails. was grabbing the juniper that was, a was wild like,
1: hey, aren't you like four months pregnant i thought
0: even the old wild tale said it was like one month i'm like <laughs> right. Crazy. I, I at some point i think it's penelope asks marina how she gets pregnant and marina still doesn't tell her when even your bad girl cousin won't tell you what's going on exactly you're what really saying. Like, my
1: gosh, no everybody's truly keeping each other in the dark. And matter of fact, uh, we didn't even touch on this, but I really liked Daphne's mother. Daphne's mother, she really—you know—right before she got married, she was kind of trying to give her the, you know, she was like, "Okay, I want to give mm-hmm. you the talk, but I don't want to give you the talk. I'm going to give the vaguest terms possible." And later, uh, Daphne comes forth and it's like uh mama you told me nothing you really did me a disservice like kind of like how could you and I was like honestly that was very very uh appropriate to say to your mother
0: <laughs> because it's yes it's- Daphne really finds herself I think after she gets married and like realizes like okay this is my life now I've done my duty and now you know what I'm also a duchess so I'm not gonna take as much
1: crap <laughs> One of my mm-hmm. my favorite character, I must say, though, was Lady Danbury.
0: <laughs> what did you
1: think of her? She was the <laughs> yes! ultimate. I every every time she'd say something, like she knew all the hot goss. She was like constantly ready with like a funny little quip. She's throwing these when she threw the party, and they were um you know like all of the the wealthy, rich, married ladies are sitting here playing cards. I literally was like. I wish i was there i wish it was I me know. <laughs> i know it's like
0: i wish that was my bunco <laughs> night or whatever that
1: oh i loved her very much and and i also really appreciated how she really kept the duke's best entrance interest at heart and she really would try to like you know like oh like whenever her and um lady bridgerton would kind of like try to push them together and they're like oh we don't care for each other and they're both like winking like right like sure you don't mm-hmm. i love her character
0: no, loved her. I had to look her up because I thought she was such a good actress and she was just like had the perfect little side eye and like sarcasm. Loved it. Um there's a storyline with uh Benedict, no. but I didn't care about that either. He wants to be an artist and whatever. He's like the the artistic one. Like I'm sure they'll have a whole season about him and hopefully it won't be as boring as this season. I feel was. as
1: if it probably will be, let's be <laughs> honest. Yeah, there were there were so many kids yeah, we didn't get into that were just very like, eh, whatever. One of the, the yeah. maybe our last point we should really hit on, I think, is Lady Whistledon, Whistledown, whatever her name was. So she's yeah. definitely this gossip girl character that, you know, you're kind of like, okay, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And normally, I am not like very invested in that. I actually, I did find myself several times being like, I really wonder who this is. I wrote down. I think three different names of people that I thought who it was, you know, before we found out who did you think it was
0: or was it who you thought? Um, Okay. Before we go there, I will say Eloise is another character who I didn't love. I got why they gave her the personality she did, which was vaguely feminist, like half feminist, half annoying younger sister. But they don't give enough backstory of her relationship with the rest of the family to know why she feels like such a black sheep and why she kind of despises her sister. So it made her a little annoying. That said, I think that they did that so later they can kind of knock her off her high horse and, like, have her fall in love.
1: Uh, Oh, I see. There was, this like I said, so many boring characters to me. Eloise, I was very much like, okay. Like, she tried. Her whole plot was just to find out who <laughs> Lady Bridgerton was. And she never did. I just was like, this is such a... yeah." You're right. She was super rude. Penelope, I also was, I really didn't like her, especially whenever, like, Penelope, you know, like you said, she kind of gained, like, a little special place in my heart. And every time she would try to have like a, you know, she's having her own meltdowns, and she's mm-hmm. basically completely disregarding what she's saying. And she's like, oh my God, but, but Lady Bridgerton... Right. Lady... Yeah, whistle down like Who whistle down she? and is kind of like okay i have actual yes. real life problems so i don't
0: care about this but thanks for trying to include me so yeah. so uh, that said i actually went the same place as eloise and i was like okay it's either eloise herself and this is all a ruse it's either mm-hmm. uh the modiste um, or I thought Lady yes, Danbury um, because Penelope. she knew so much. So, I was like, ooh, um, that's true. Yeah. Um, but then I just could not believe that they actually revealed I, it. I was expecting I was
1: it shocked. to be one of the it just like the what is it, Pretty Little Liars, where it's like every season you're you're hanging on like who's it going to be, who's it going to be. So yeah, I was really surprised that it showed us yeah. it was actually Penelope, which it. And it, yes. it made
0: sense. Which I was glad. I was like, okay. It, it especially made something. sense to me
1: whenever um, <laughs> yes. Marina, we find out about Marina's character and like how she, um, it, they spilled the beans on the pregnancy. And so obviously it was Penelope that did that because Penelope you know, lives in the same household. She's got, you know, the details. And so she spills it. So Colin and her are not going to have a relationship anymore. So it made sense.
0: Well, and she obviously like destroys maybe her own future in order to save Colin which I'm like oh you poor little friend zoned thing like maybe this is why I love you I found it maybe
1: a touch unbelievable though that she would that she would be that ruthless
0: towards detonate her whole family family,
1: as much as everybody else like she seemed to have like such a kind and sweet personality and then on the side she's writing these like super like you know like she's You know, she could be telling things that are really destroying people's lives. That I was kind of like, that's that seems a bit out of character, Mm -hmm. but okay.
0: Eloise keeps going on about how Lady Whistledown is actually doing good. Which I think in a way she is. Because she's like peeling back some of the veneer that people. Yeah, so I get that. I get her feeling like downtrodden and forgotten. And so she's just like ripping people a new one so I kind of I liked Lady Whistledown I didn't think that she went for the jugular too frequently I did think it was surprising that she literally just said right out with no innuendo this girl's pregnant and she's trying to deceive this person like obviously she just wanted it to be over whereas I think if she had just been like rumor has it she's been sleeping around or something that would have done enough damage I don't know but she she wanted it to be done. But yeah, I was not surprised after she figured out that it was not the Modiste. Then I was like, oh, it's got to be Penelope. Like, there's nobody else. It's not right. gonna be one of her dumb dumb sisters.
1: Well, and and two, it only you know we only had a handful of characters to choose from. So it's like, okay, if it's got to be some of these people, like we know for sure, it's mm. not this person. This you know, whatever. So
0: so when Eloise approaches her mother's ladies maid and like accuses her of being lady whistle down and like the woman just like laughs and it's like why would you think a servant would ever have time to <laughs> do know. that like why do you think I work for you you idiot and like I loved that part it was there so were... good did you notice that they kept saying the same phrases over and over again it was driving me nuts they kept going they kept going I've known you since or you're barely out of your apron strings she's barely out of her apron strings or whatever the freak they kept saying I'm like there was find a new I, I, I
1: noticed i shall be ruined and i actually wrote where did i want to this was something that literally shocked me <laughs> okay and after this my baby is crying i'm gonna have to go get her but what is his name um the duke is talking to anthony and they're just they're talking about like how they're gonna have a duel because he won't marry her and so she looks at him this is daphne looking at the duke and she's like I don't understand. You would rather die than marry me. <laughs> my soul that's my body. I literally was like, "Oh, Ugh. No. all
0: right." We'll wrap this up, but y'all, it was so good. We loved it. It's we would certainly love to hear worth what a you watch, you it. will
1: be entertained for many reasons. <laughs>
0: Hey there, Lacey and I barely scratched the surface on The Elephant in the Room with Bridgerton, which is colorblind casting, um, or what we thought was colorblind casting. Uh, There are some conversations about race in the series, which are a little clunky. And to be honest, it was weird to um, Lacey and I that some of the more negative or hard to swallow characters were people of color. Um, we as two white ladies can only say so much about this, but check out the pop culture happy hour over on NPR. They did a great review of Bridgerton and discussed some of the racial aspects. Thanks for listening.
1: This has been one page more. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a five star review.